Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. I'm Dr. P, and I'm back at you. I'm back with you. I'm back here. (laughs) I'm back in the saddle again, although I was in the saddle when I was away. But now I'm like back in the saddle. Had a great trip. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be bringing you information about the uh, uh, first annual Snap Out of It conference. We're going to give you lots of information. As a matter of fact, we have some pictures that we're going to put up on the website uh, in a few minutes. And uh, you'll be able to take a look at what's going on. They're the preliminary pics. But I want to tell you that was really kind of cool. Thanks to Dee Dee Mercer Moffitt and the team of people that attended. It was a fabulous, fabulous conference for women and uh, she is thinking of bringing it to Seattle so we've got lots of information to share about that as the year goes on Uh, the other thing that happened is I found out they videotaped everything so that's going to be fun to see myself on videotape I don't get to do that that often but there were so many cool people so many amazing people at this event. And I was gifted something very, very special. And I'll tell you a little bit about it today. And then, of course, on Thursday morning, we're going to be interviewing Dee Dee on Voice America. So she's going to share lots of information. I was given handmade prayer beads. And what a special, special gift that was to be presented with these prayer beads. And I'm going to be telling um, telling you all a little bit more about them later on in the week. But um, when you get together with people that are creating such incredible work and bringing powerful messages out there, I have to tell you, I think I cried and laughed more this past couple of days than I have in a really long time. To be able to go to a place that is very different than where we are in Seattle, uh, Plano, Texas. And to be around people that have not heard about some of the things that we talk about on a regular basis here and to see the excitement and the hope in their eye, in their eyes about what it's like to be part of something that connects body, mind and spirit. And so it made me think a little bit. It made me think about sometimes how much we take what we have for granted. And I, I really need to step back and talk about that for a minute. And what I mean by that is talk about how blessed we are to be plugged into so many amazing networks. You know, right now, this show is being brought to you out of KKNW, which is our flagship station. But it's going to be heard around the globe and Australia. It's also being picked up by CRN right now, cable radio network, over 300 stations now, including Phoenix uh, and the Tucson area. And so I love that we're able to reach so many people. And so I was really made aware this weekend of of how much of this kind of information we get, how many incredible shows we have on the network here. The other thing that you know has gotten my attention is how many people are are giving their hearts and their souls to incredible things, you know, an incredible cause and doing it and coming from a place of their heart. Today's show is about that in a way. 
But I want to tell you that today's show changed my life personally. And it changed it in a way that I, I could have never predicted. I was introduced to a film a couple of years ago. I was introduced to a film, and the film was is titled Under Our Skin. Under Our Skin. And, you know, the subtitle of the film is There's No Medicine for Someone Like You. And I, when I found out about this film, uh, Dr. Darvish and I had talked about, you, you know, why this film is so significant and important for people. Well, today you're going to get to a special, special treat for um, because we're going to be speaking with Andy Wilson, Andy Abrahams Wilson, joining us here today, who is a producer, director, cinematographer of this film. But when I saw the film, and I've seen it several times, and and I've showed it, uh, to, shown it to uh, cr- groups of people, I was struck by how we, in so many ways, don't really know or understand much about what's happening with us. And so, what I love to share with all of you is this incredible story. Andy is joining us here today. He studied journalism, anthropology, and he's joining us here today as someone that that got on a mission. He got on a mission as this Emmy-nominated producer, director, creative nonfiction films. You know, he also has to, you know, his credits, uh, HBO specials. He's got Sunday's channel uh, broadcast. Hope is the thing with feathers. You name it. He's been able to carve out a, a lifetime which is in service of so much more. He's joining us here today because he's the founder of Open Eye Pictures. Um, and he is joining us as someone that got introduced to Lyme disease. And you're going to hear how. But the film Under Our Skin is really a real-life thriller, shocking expose about how our medical system is failing to address one of the most serious epidemics of our times. And without such a film, none of us really would understand what this means. There are so many myths. There's so many untruths out there. As a matter of fact, it is extremely difficult in the state of Washington to even get a Lyme test from conventional means because Washington state is not viewed as a Lyme state. Well, you're going to hear lots from Andy about what has changed since the film has gone out? You're going to hear about the film, and we've actually got a copy of the film, the, a DVD to give away. And so I want to bring Andy on because we've got so much to talk about. Andy, thank you for joining us. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. Thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. It's great to be talking uh, with you all again. And we're going to talk about what's changed in the past couple of years, including uh, you know, being part of sort of the Oscar buzz. But I would love to start from the beginning with you because I think it's so fascinating to talk with you about how your journey began here. It's almost like if I read your credits, it's it's almost like you were chosen to be part of something by experiences in your life. Let's start by talking about you and your journey. What introduced you to Lyme disease and, and was it fate or was it an accident? Well, isn't that that's the uh, <laughs> that's the eternal question? Yeah, and um, I don't think we have an answer for that. But um, it it all played, um, let's say, in, in a very sort of providential way. Um, 
and and I don't use that necessarily in the religious sense, but mm-hmm. just in the in the sense that that um, uh, everything fell into place uh, at the right time in the right way. The right people came to the project. Um, the the project was sort of it, it was ripe to happen. I mean, um, I, I I myself was surprised that this film hadn't already been made, and so there was quite a demand that the story of Lyme disease be told. Uh, now, my background is that I um, really didn't have much experience with Lyme disease. My sister had it years ago in upstate New York, and I just remember her getting sick and complaining. Um, she was achy and tired and couldn't get help. And I thought she really uh, that um, she really was starting to, to lose her mind a little bit, that there was something a little off. And um, so that was my experience with Lyme disease. And it wasn't until years later when a friend of mine out here in Northern California got very, very sick. She was diagnosed with MS and then ALS, which is basically a death sentence, mm-hmm. and then was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease and uh, started a road back to health. And I was just shocked. I was shocked that Lyme disease, that thing that I didn't take seriously with my sister, could be so serious, devastating, um, and possibly fatal. And that it, and that it wasn't just done in the Northeast. That was another myth. So it was it was sort of um, uh, a process of debunking a lot of the myths about Lyme disease and going deeper and finding just a whole swath of people. Uh, and when I say a swath of people, I mean hundreds. Uh, I mean thousands and possibly hundreds of thousands of people that are falling through the cracks of the medical system that they're not getting diagnosed with this illness, and even if they are. They're not being taken seriously, and even if they are taken seriously, then they're not getting um, the treatment that they need. So it's it's um, it's a very serious hidden epidemic, and it's also an indictment of our healthcare system and what's wrong and what needs to be fixed. Well, and we're going to talk about the film uh, in you, you know in a much broader sense. But I know personally, for me, that um, this has been an incredible eye opener, not just for those of us that listen to the show, but those people that have listened to the show and the shows we've done about the film. And for those of you just tuning in, I want you to know that uh, we are talking about the film under our skin. We actually have a copy of the DVD. We have a DVD to give away to one of you under our skin is the film. We're going to be talking about it and talk about the journey that the film has gone on since when we first originally were chatting with people uh, that were were in the film and beyond and what is, is it that's emerging right now. So we're going to talk about the journey that the film takes us on, what we can learn from it and more importantly what we could do. Andy Wilson's joining us here today. He is, as I've said before, a director, producer, cinematographer and much more. When we come back, we'll be talking about Lyme disease, its beginnings, and where it is today. What are some of the major issues, and what is it about this film that has gotten everybody's attention? Uh, Academy Award Best Featured Doctor, Documentary Semi-Finalist, and much more. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show with Andy and Under Our Skin. Cause every night I have the strangest dreams Imprisoned by the way things used to be 
coming to Seattle for one night only. A long-awaited appearance by one of the most visionary women of the century. An evening with Shirley MacLaine is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the big questions, such as what is consciousness, what is the purpose of life, or are we alone in the universe? With a woman that isn't afraid of the answers, join Bella Spark Productions and Shirley MacLaine on Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. in Benna Royal Hall, Seattle. Shirley MacLaine, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Be sure to keep listening to this show for your opportunity to win two tickets to this final event in the 2010 Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Don't miss Shirley MacLaine on June 13th. Visit bellaspark.com for details. B-E-L-L-A-S-P-A-R-K.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to thank all of you out there for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We've got so many juicy things planned for you. Remember, the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. Are you concerned about a specific health issue? Do you want to know what causes it? Are you ready to tap into the inner wisdom of your body and listen to what it is telling you? It's a scientific fact that your health condition, present circumstance, and excess weight are not the result of your diet, exercise regime, or genetic makeup. Your thoughts, feelings, and emotions all directly and specifically influence all your body functions, including heart rate, digestion, and organs. Anger is stored in the liver, resentment is stored in the gallbladder, and lack of support shows up in your back. Our bodies give us clues to how we have been thinking, feeling, and acting. Dr. Cal specializes in interpreting these clues, ignites your inner healer, and guides you step-by-step to continuous, positive, and lasting health changes. When you change your mind, you change your life. Get in your driver's seat today. Visit AskDrKel.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-K-E-L.com. When was the last time you were flabbergasted? Well, I was the first time I cleaned with this cloth named E-Cloth. E-Cloth claims perfect cleaning with just water on all hard surfaces and no chemicals. I started with my windows, then stovetop, and then the refrigerator. I was totally flabbergasted on how well E-Cloth cleaned everything. And I did it without exposing my family to potential health-harmful chemical cleaners. Also with E-Cloth, there's no paper towels, chemicals to buy, so you'll save money. And they're guaranteed to thoroughly clean for years. As a Dr. Pat Show listener, you'll get 20% off everything you order and free shipping. Go to ecloth.com, and when checking out, enter Dr. Pat. That's ecloth.com, 20% off everything, free shipping. You'll never go back to cleaning any other way. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm so glad Andy could join us here today. A film that changed my life personally, but changed the lives of so many people, uh, so many people across the globe. And Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I know our time with you is brief. And so I wanted you to perhaps get us caught up for those people that haven't seen the film, uh, but get us caught up with the impact that the film has had and what the message is. Ah, well, you know, it, it's hard to ask the filmmaker what the impact is. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you then. No, <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about it after we let you go. All right. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I, I like to think that it's done very well. I mean, I know that it's been very important for people in the Lyme community, people who, um, who've been afflicted by the disease, 
and who've gotten the runaround by the uh, healthcare system um, with uh, misdiagnoses and um, uh, inability to get to get um, treatment covered by insurance and so on and so on. Um, it's, but it certainly brought out the awareness of Lyme disease into public consciousness, and that's really our goal. Um, I think this this, this has been uh, an endemic that's an epidemic that's gone on for thirty years, and very little has happened to to change the course. Um, and uh, I, I never, I, I think, part of sort of the the, the philosophy behind the film is that the change isn't going to happen from the top down, meaning that it's not going to be um, the uh, scientific community or the government um, or the CDC that's going to make the change because it's, they're very entrenched by now in the status quo and in um, uh, commercial interest um, and um, uh, personal interest. So that it had to be from the bottom up, and that that had to be created by an awareness, by mass awareness. And so, what better tool is there than film to create that awareness? So the film has been in hundreds and hundreds of um, screenings across the country, community screenings. Um, it's also had a limited theatrical release, so it's been in theaters across the country. Um, it was, as you mentioned, uh, a semi-finalist for the Academy Award, which got us a lot of attention. And so by now, people have sort of, you know, if you mention the film and you mention what it's about, people might say, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Right. So just the idea that Lyme disease is getting into, um, you know, the public discourse and into um, the consciousness of um, uh, uh, across the country is, is a big thing. And I don't feel like our job is done no. um, at all. But I think that that's the way it's going to happen when people start to, to learn about the seriousness of Lyme disease and the fact that it's not being taken seriously. Um, patients will start demanding answers, and physicians will have to respond. Uh, and I, and I, I think we're seeing that already. Um, uh, and, and so I, I guess that's my hope, mm-hmm. that through that process, that there will be a, a sort of wave of change. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, it's, you know, one thing can, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a movement. I, I like to say that I don't just make movies, but um, that I make movements and that, uh, um, but our movies can only be part of a broader movement. Well, there's not only is this a a movement, but this is really, I have heard some people that uh, some of my listeners emailed me based on the newsletter. They knew you were coming on and, you know, they said that they wanted me to ask you about the level of betrayal people may be feeling right now. And the, and the reason I'm one, one email in particular, Andy was very clear from this individual who actually doesn't live in Seattle, but who, who asked that we talk about what the film says that is not being said. And they wanted me to ask you is, you know, did the film have a role and sort of exposing the uh, conflict of interest beside, you know, behind the uh, Lyme guidelines that were issued, I think, what, a year or two ago? Uh, Did the film, well, I'm not sure what the, what the, the, which, which part of the question I should respond to. Um, did, did the did the film have a role in? Yeah. The, uh, well, I guess we have to back up a little bit yeah. and explain what what you're referring to, mm-hmm. which is the the um, IDSA, which is the Infectious Disease Society of America. They have written um, uh, guidelines for Lyme disease, 
Lyme disease definition and treatment. Right. And that's been sort of a, it's been a, it's been a, a lightning rod of contention um, because there's one, there's another group of physicians who are frontline physicians um, who, who treat Lyme disease on a daily basis. And they say those um, guidelines are not accurate and that they're failing patients and um, that the people who respond, who are responsible for writing those guidelines have entrenched interest, commercial interest, and in some cases patents on um, vaccines and test kits, and that we can't trust their advice, um, that the, their advice is corrupted. So um, the Attorney General of Connecticut actually did an investigation and um, found, similarly to what we found in the film, that, that uh, the majority of the people who wrote those guidelines did have severe conflicts of interest. Um, and so the IDSA agreed to reconvene a panel, have a new panel, that none of the people could have um, uh, conflicts of interest. It would be a completely new group of people. Um, but they also said that none of those frontline Lyme physicians could be on, on the panel. So there was really nobody, nobody on that new panel that was treating Lyme day in and day out. Um, and just very recently, they came up with their their recommendations, which was that the Lyme guidelines as they were, um, were basically still valid. Mm. They, um, which came as a shock to wow. a lot of people in, yeah. the, in the Lyme community because um, they know the truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or we know the truth. And so it's, it's a, you know, it's a little mind boggling mm. um, that they can, could continue to assert that Lyme disease, for example, is not a persistent infection. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a lot of peer-reviewed literature across the globe that um, you know, that 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 um, backs that up. So and basically, what we're saying is that you know, and and I, and this is what I think is really important from somebody that's listening to this point of view, and this is some of the emails I get. Basically, is that you, you know we have this you know this group of doctors that sits down and says basically whatever you th- your experience or you think is Lyme disease is not really true because it's not really a chronic disease. Right, and they'll say things like in writing they say it's about the aches and pains of daily living. Right. So it's very condescending, um, very patronizing, and and they'll call people who are challenging them internet activists, or um, you know, and 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 it's actually very you know one of the things that I talk about a lot is that it's it's um, uh, it, it tends to be also a little bit misogynistic mm-hmm. that it's it's sort of patriarchal medicine because a lot of the people who are involved in the Lyme movement are women, they're people who are taking care of families of children who are sick and they're doing the the, the research on their own and they're finding community through the internet and they're finding resources and information through the internet and this is a big challenge to the medical establishment well let's talk about mandy for a minute for uh-huh. for those folks that um uh, don't know much about the film you know mandy plays a very key role in the film and boy we want to congratulate her and thank her so much for being so uh exposed about what her life and what's going on let's talk about mandy for a little bit and and how you and how her story became pivotal to the film uh well let's see mandy um mandy was was very sick for about uh i guess 
14 years before she got a Lyme diagnosis. She was diagnosed with all sorts of other things, including MS and um, uh, many other ailments. And uh, um, nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. And she finally got a Lyme diagnosis, and um, she um, she got very, very sick, and we, we sort of follow her through the film um, and through her treatment, and um, she, in the end, gets better, but she gets better through very aggressive treatment, and it just so happens that her physician that um, was treating her during the, during the film um, and during the filming, he was brought before the North Carolina Medical uh, Board of Review. I'm sure Mandy could talk about it. And there was so much that was brought to the surface, especially around children in the film. I mean, I think that one of the saddest things to watch were, was, you know, how many children actually um, get the, get Lyme disease and how little help and hope there is, except for, you know, a, a handful of doctors. I mean... Yeah, well, one of the big problems here is it's being passed from mother to child. Yeah. And, and this is happening um, without their knowledge. Mothers are sick. They don't know they're sick, or they don't know why they're sick, um, and it's being passed on to their their uh, their their, ch- their children in utero. Um, and this is something that the, the the guidelines, for example, we talked about the IDSA Lyme guidelines that that they don't um, that they say that congenital Lyme disease such as this has not been proven, and yet Lyme physicians in the field see it over and over and over. And these children are being diagnosed with psychiatric illnesses and um, with autoimmune illnesses and with, in some cases, autism. And they really have Lyme disease. Mm. And they're treated for Lyme disease by a Lyme uh, literate physician. And in uh, many, many cases, they get better. And But what's happening is parents aren't aware, physicians aren't aware, and these children go on getting sick and thicker and thicker, and um, uh, it really is heart-wrenching mm, to watch. It and is. for every person such as Marlena in, in our film, right. who was a child um, who was originally diagnosed with um, Lyme disease, but her physician said, oh, there's nothing more we can do. She, she's fine now. She's been treated with 
four weeks of antibiotics, no way she can still have Lyme disease, um, even though she's in a wheelchair and, um, and, and can't walk. Um, and they say it's all in her head. They say anything else now is, is psychiatric and we're not going to take care of her. And her mother just insists and brings her to a Lyme literate physician, pediatrician in Connecticut. And um, a year later, a couple of years later, after aggressive treatment, she's walking again. And so what would have happened to her if, if her parents listened to, to her um, primary physician, to her treating physician? She might still be in a wheelchair or worse. And so for every Marlena who does eventually get better, I think there's hundreds, hundreds of children who are not getting a proper diagnosis or um, proper treatment. And that's what's so hard to watch, and um, that's where a lot of my, I guess, activism. I don't make films because I, I'm an activist, mm. um, but when it touches upon an issue that's so important, such as this, I, 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 you know, I have to speak out. Well, Andy, thank you so much. What's next for you and for the film? Uh, television. Great. Um, that, that's the, the next thing. We're, we're in discussion to try to get uh, the... Please do. Please do. So we can let our listeners know across the globe about that. That is uh, Andy. Thank you so much. And I know you have a very busy schedule and we are going to continue to bring man, see if we can get Mandy on at some point, because this is, this is not something that can be brushed under the carpet like it has been. And thank you so much for joining us today and doing what you do. Well, thank you. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we actually have a copy of Under Our Skin to give away and lots more to share. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qi Gong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. 
coming to Seattle for one night only. A long-awaited appearance by one of the most visionary women of the century. An evening with Shirley MacLaine is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the big questions, such as what is consciousness, what is the purpose of life, or are we alone in the universe? With a woman that isn't afraid of the answers, join Bella Spark Productions and Shirley MacLaine on Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. in Beta Royal Hall, Seattle. Shirley feisty and fabulous after all these years be sure to keep listening to this show for your opportunity to win two tickets to this final event in the 2010 extraordinary people lecture series in seattle don't miss shirley mclean on june 13th visit bellaspark.com for details b-e-l-l-a-s-p-a-r-k.com hi i'm dr pat and i want to thank all of you out there for listening to the dr pat show We've got so many juicy things planned for you. Remember, the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. 